Hi, this is Dennis Quaid, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is an actor and a musician. There's a new gospel album coming out, Fallen, a gospel record for sinners this Friday. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Jesse, a beloved character that you grew up, I would say probably Chris grew up more because you and I are closer to age, but grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, is making a comeback. It's not Mr. Rogers. It's not... um, Sesame Street. It It is Barney. Is it really? Barney is being relaunched as a film, an animated series, and more. Animated? Yes. Says the iconic purple dinosaur Barney, who rose to prominence in the 90s with hit television show Barney and Friends, is officially getting relaunched later um, this year. Mattel's plans for Barney is a TV show new movie and YouTube content, as well as music and a full range, Jess, of kids products, including toys, books, clothing, and much more. Um, the new, the new animated series that has not been yet titled will debut in 2024. Um, but before then you can go ahead and get your new merchandise from Barney this year when it releases later in the fall. Barney's message of love and kindness has stood the test of time, said the CEO of Mattel. Uh, Mattel, or actually, Barney was started airing in 1992 as Barney and Friends and ran for 14 seasons. Um, throughout the series, run over 100 children appeared on the series. Was your kids a, ever a fan of the beloved dinosaur? My kids don't even know who he is, and guess what? They're not going to know who. I refuse to let them know who he is. I'm not going to ever relive again those songs. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's not going to happen mm. at all in our house at all. Um, if I've ever, if I've ever started binding things and rebuking them in Jesus name, <laughs> it's going to be the comeback of Barney. All right. So, yeah, um, Barney, the dinosaur. I wonder um, if he's going to be singing the classic hit on every episode. Don't even do it. I don't want to. It's probably copyrighted for one, and I don't want to get hit with the copyright strike. And the other from, thing is, from Barney. I don't think I can take it, man. Could you imagine getting sued by Barney? Boy, that'd be that'd be something. I'll sue you, uh, man. You know, I'd ne- yeah. It was a little too late for me, but I definitely. I mean, you and I, we grew up listening to it because of our brothers Christopher and Nathan. If you remember, they had their bedroom painted with Barney all over the wall. You remember yes. that? And our dear mother um, painted a Barney from like a stencil. Don't you remember that? Yeah. I remember her having like a sponge and putting the paint and the going through all the stuff. And I remember walking into the room and seeing all the Barneys. And even as a young kid, like seeing that and walking in and knowing that I was in a dark place. <laughs> Like I knew, I knew I was in a dark place. Something, the the spirit was my spirit was like I felt it. it something evil here. Let's see. Our brother is not here to defend himself, but I just would. That's exactly why I'm talking about this. <laughs> would love to know what 
what what he loved about Barney. Like, what was his infatuation with a nine foot purple dinosaur? I mean, purple dinosaur that hung out with kids. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what was everybody's obsession? Did you see the documentary that came out? I did. I didn't know if he was going to bring Barney? it up, but why not? Yeah, on Peacock. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Man. I hate all you. Kinds you of hate crazy me or stuff something. That happened. What was it called? I hate you. Yeah, I never know. <laughs> it was, which is probably why they're bringing it back because that documentary got so much traction. They were like, "Oh wait, people still care about this." Um, Wasn't there like websites dedicated yeah. to take him down? Like. Yeah, like all kinds of weird stuff happened, like conspiracy stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Like you think about it, you're like, dude, it's a kid's show and they had so much like weird stuff happen with it. But I don't know, man. Like I I mean, apart from any of that weird stuff that happened with Barney, I, I even even as a younger buck, so to speak, a young buck, I did not like Barney at all. And uh, it hasn't changed in my 30s. Well, growing up, our shows were like Mr. Rogers and – do you remember Captain King? I salute your shorts. Captain Kangaroo. Hey, dude, Mr. Rogers. No, I'm saying we were like little yeah, kids, I mean, like five, six. Oh, yeah, Captain Kangaroo. Um, Sesame Street. That's been around uh, since the 70s. So, like, Yeah, yeah. Sesame Street is a little sus now, though. Um, there's uh, – what was the other one? Gummy Bears? You remember Gummy Bears? Yes. The cartoon and uh, Rescue Rangers. Man, yeah. come on. That was mm-hmm. some good stuff. Dark Queen Duck. They've remade all those. They've remade all of them now. My kids watch Rescue Rangers, but the the new one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's weird to see that happen. I mean, I, I've, I was complaining to my wife, Karina, about this the other day. I was like, man, everything they do now is a remake. Right. There's no original no stuff. Original. It's like they remake this movie. They remake that movie. Toy Story 17 coming out. It's like, come up with something original. I mean, why bring Barney back? Lee, let that thing be dead. I mean, let it die in peace. I mean, why resurrect those dry bones? Nobody wants those dry bones. Come back to life. Those keep those down. All right. Like, come up with something new. Come up with a talking I don't know, raccoon or something. I don't know. Think of something new and inventive, but don't bring back Barney. Come on. I guess they just want to introduce it to a brand new generation so they can. No, they want to milk money from a brand new generation (laughs) is what they want to do. They're introducing them to a brand new set of wallets is what they're doing. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah, I was, I was never a Barney fan, but. Like I said, uh, you and I watched a lot of the uh, old school. Well, I will say, Jesse, one cartoon that you and I did like to watch, two or three different cartoons, and they were made in like the 70s, I believe, 60s. Flintstones, the Jetsons, and the old school Scooby-Doo. I know there's like 85 different Scooby-Doos now. Yeah, those are those are timeless, like though. Those ones. are still, I mean, you could still watch those. They're, Looney Tunes. They're timeless. Oh, yeah. My kid, I, I, I let my kids watch. I mean, my kids watch those, and... Um, they're on a goofy kick. All the old goofy ones from Disney from back in the fifties and sixties. They love those. Yeah. I will say though, speaking of goofy, the nineties movie, uh, go- uh, a goofy movie, dude, that was a great movie. It's the leaning tower of cheese. <laughs> Polly Shore. I remember that movie. Classics. Well, bring back goofy. Keep Barney where he is. In a, in a museum and in, uh, in a prehistoric museum 
It's not like Night at the Museum where he's coming back to life, but I guess he is. Well, we did have the opportunity and the honor um, to sit down with actor, uh, musician, Dennis Quaid, Jesse. And the man was thinking of the movies that uh, I remember of him the earliest movies, of course, uh, the Parent Trap movie, uh, the remake of the Parent Trap. I believe that was like late '90s or something like that. And then, uh, of course, he's done several, several—I mean, hundreds of movies. I googled his movies, and man, he's got a huge library of them. But his latest movies were um, Blue Miracle, and um, I can only imagine. I can't remember what it's called now, but the one where he's flying a plane. We just watched that yeah. one with my kids. Yeah, and and so he's he is a uh, and then he'll be Ronald Reagan. So. Yeah, in January. But he is a uh, a believer now, and he shares his faith in the interview, and of course his album um, that releases uh, this Friday. Yeah, he's a talent. It's funny because he's it's one of those. I told people. I told a lot of people. Yeah, we you know we interviewed Dennis Quaid or whatever. We had Dennis Quaid on, and they were like, "Why?" You know, they're they're trying to figure out why. I was like, "Well, he's a musician. He has a, he's an album coming out, and not a lot of people know that he sings and that he um, plays the guitar, plays instruments and stuff. Um, he's pretty musical. I mean, I I've enjoyed uh, listening to um, his new stuff coming out. It you know, it's it's definitely it's a gospel album. Um, and I know a lot of people are kind of like, "Oh, you know, gospel. I'm not really into that or whatever." Well, there wouldn't be CCM if gospel didn't exist to begin with. But, uh, you know, it, as far as gospel albums go, listening to his new record, it reminds me of being with our grandparents in their car listening to the cassette tapes growing up of uh, the Gaither vocal band. Just different, like, you know, Mark Lowry had a few things and stuff. But listening to uh, his new stuff, um, obviously it's it's not as old school sounding, um, but it's... Um, it was really good, and it kind of took me back, and, and I've, I've honestly enjoyed it. He, he redoes a, quite a few hymns, and he's got a very unique uh, voice. So you know how he's, he has a very distinguishable voice as an actor anyways, but uh, when he sings, it's like, oh, yep, that's Dennis Quaid. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. It's cool to hear him um, talk about his faith and share his journey uh, that he's gone through. I mean, being an actor since, what, the, the, the 80s, and coming to fame and all that stuff, and then hearing how God has kind of brought him uh, through the years uh, to a place where he now uh, puts his trust and his hope in him as his Savior. It was cool to be able to talk with him and hear kind of the story behind why he wanted to do a gospel album. And also he shares a little bit about you know what God's done in his life um, just over the years and the things that he's had an opportunity to do uh, and how God's kind of brought it full circle to him. And so... It was it was really nice to be able to sit and talk with him, and you know it's one of those things. It's like when we started this podcast, he definitely it, it's not like when we were writing a list because we wrote a list. Oh, people we'd like to have on the podcast one day. We we would have never written Dennis Quaid down, you know. So it's right. like it's the most random. But for us, it would have been super random. But I mean, just the fact we got to sit down with Dennis Quaid and have a chat with him about his faith and his music, and it was awesome. It, and he's a um, very kind um, and, and humble guy. Very, very uh, generous with his time, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. To, it was a great talk. So this Friday, Dennis Quaid 
Following the Gospel Record for Sinners. Download it, stream it, check it out. Well, today we're joined by Dennis Quay. Dennis, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Jacob and Jesse. Been glad, glad to be here with you, and thanks for having me. Well, so we're excited uh, to talk to you about your upcoming album, uh, Fallen, a gospel record for sinners. We, we've we known you uh, our entire lives uh, for your acting career. Uh, and then when we found out about this project, we got really excited and immediately started reaching out to your people. So thankfully, we were able to to make this happen. And um, yeah, would you would you mind just kind of uh, sharing how, I mean, obviously, we, most people are going to know you for your acting. How did you get into music? Has it always been a part of your life? And then what led you specifically to want to record a gospel album? Yeah, music has always been a part of my life. Uh, in fact, it was, you know, when I was about 18 or 19. It was a decision. Do I do acting or do I do music? And, uh, um, but uh, I've always also, I was never never able to shred a guitar. I knew I never was going to be able to do that. And so songwriting uh, really was kind of my defense for that. And uh, uh, songwriting has always been a part of me. And, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, I'll kind of always had a band. And uh, but, uh, you know, around uh, 1990, I uh, I was. I. Uh, went to uh rehab for cocaine which i you know was addicted to for probably throughout the 80s and uh to getting out of that uh i was lucky i got it the first time after those 28 days and uh that was i wrote a song called on my way to heaven back then which was a song to uh basically to my mother uh to let her know that i was okay and um it's and from that, uh, 30 years later, uh, Tanya Tucker heard the song and she brought on Chris Christofferson to to do it. And uh, we, we did a version which is going to be released. It's not part of this record, but it's going to be released on its own. And, um, and uh, from that came the idea of just do an album of, of, of a gospel record. And went together and that's uh they were they were uh open to doing it and um uh, you know a couple of years later did the record during covid and here it is that's that's awesome um so go ahead and tell us about the the gospel album fallen and um what you what you want uh listeners to get out of it and walk away with and um give us a little background of the album oh um well, it's really uh, it's my spiritual journey. It's it's very you know it's very personal. It's uh, I would guess down at the bottom of it is my personal relationship with Jesus, and because uh, that's what it came to. And uh, it's you know I grew up in the Baptist Church and, and uh, First Baptist of Bel Air. That's where I was. Uh, baptized when I was nine years old, and I became disillusioned with, with I, I guess what's called churchianity. I think as a teenager, and sure. I, I turned to other things. You know, I I read a book called Siddhartha, um, which uh, you know was about the story of Buddha, 
and this this set me to being a seeker i think i was i was a seeker and i read uh you know during I, so i turned to a lot of things i read the dhammapada i read the bhagavad gita i read the quran i read read everything there was and also that time uh at 19 years old i read the bible cover to cover and um the bible really kind of frightened me and uh, in a lot of ways and also kind of seemed hypocritical to my ears i think at that time in mind of a, of a 19 year old um and frightened me in a way because you know this um I, and I think teenagers are really uh they're quick to point out what they think is hypocrisy or whatever but uh well and they know everything that, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I also went looking for answers in many different ways through, mm. you know, through my career, through my, through relationships in life, through whatever the passing fad was. Uh, certainly, I, I think I looked for that, you know, somebody to fill up that hole, like with drugs, with, with, with cocaine specifically. You know, and that didn't work. And I had one of those white, I was lucky I had one of those white light experiences where I saw myself, if I continued down this road, I was going to be in jail or dead or losing everything I had. And so that's when I went to rehab and got myself uh, sober. And, you know, you grit your teeth a lot recovering from that. And they talk about an AA, you know, having a higher power. And so that's, when I, I went back and reread the Bible at the, you know, the age of 36, many, many, and it had a completely different experience with it then. And the red words of Jesus really popped out to me in that. And I think that was really the beginning of truly having a personal relationship with Jesus mm. as, you know, my Lord and Savior. But that personal relationship is to me is is really what it's all about thanks for sharing that with us uh so when you when you sat down to make uh, this album and decide what songs you were going to put on i mean obviously there's some of some of my favorite uh songs ever of the hymns that i grew up listening to amazing grace i'll fly away uh you got what a friend we have in jesus um mm. are these are these the ones that meant the most to you and uh, what does it mean what do these songs mean to you how have they uh, shaped your life well uh come as you are billy graham when i was is growing up and still is he's, he's just my favorite he's kind of one of the, my spiritual father here on earth you know he's my my pastor and uh, 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 come as you are was the invitation that you know to come down uh, with all of his uh, sermons around the world, and so that's that's a personal favorite, and I really wanted that on the record. <clears throat> what a friend we have in Jesus was my mom's favorite hymn. Uh, growing up, um, the Lord's Prayer comes from like uh, back in the sixties. They you know, TV, when TVs would actually, uh, uh, networks would actually sign off at night where, you, you know, the TV would end at night and, you know, 
the test pattern, but before they had that, they would do the uh, they had the Lord's Prayer sung by Bing Crosby, you know, going through the clouds. And so I kind of did my going through the clouds version of that. And um, you know, that Lord's Prayer is the is the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. And uh, in fact, the reason the record I think got made is from the idea of uh, the idea for for the record actually came in in uh, you know my morning of her and uh, welcome home is really uh, her version of uh, what of of what going to heaven was going to be that she used to tell me as a boy and I'm sure she got that as well. So um, what have I missed? I've, I've missed quite a few, I'm sure. But uh, but th those were those were my so growing up in the Baptist church, they all all those songs they have a personal connection to me. And then the songs that I've written myself are they're autobiographical or my you know my spiritual journey and my questions about my story and my my questions, my doubts, and my fears and my triumphs and you know in faith and then um my relationship and they're, they're beautiful songs as well and then the ones that you've written and and i think they'll you know i think they're going to touch people uh, just because so many people have similar questions similar stories similar things that they can relate to so i, I think they're beautiful and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of what the response is going to be for everyone and and uh also the the instruments on on the on this album are absolutely beautiful. I was listening to oh, a few songs today. Uh, did you? Is that are those um, musicians that you've worked with on past projects, or how'd all that come together? Um, no, uh, I I used I had uh, really two three producers on this. Although the two of them worked in conjunction with each other. Ben Isaacs, who you know has such a background and. Um, in gospel music and uh bluegrass music too very and um very connected he and i worked for uh for a year you know getting the basic tracks uh down and uh so it has that that really kind of authentic aspect of 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 the church and of of the country thing and of uh, you know of Christian music, and then uh, uh, David Ferguson, um, who I've known for many decades, he was the protege of Jack Clement, who was the engineer at Sun Studios, and the guy, you know, he produced so many people, and it was a mentor of mine, but uh, Fergie and I, uh, um, and then we brought in Chris Lindsay, who's a, a really great songwriter, on his own. And uh that was for I guess the the center part, uh for mm -hmm. the outlaw part of, you know, <laughs> of the of the record to <laughs> kind of give it that kind of feel too, you know, mm -hmm. that um because that's kind of like I think that's a struggle that has always been in me or a struggle or but I'm both things in a in a sense. And I think people are all of us. And um, so that's that's what I had to, to give it to the feel, and that you know that comes from the, the 
kind of extends out to the title of the record, what you know, Fallen. It's a gospel record for sinners, yeah. which I guess I wanted to get a cover of the largest po uh, possible audience. You, you covered everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's everyone. <laughs> all of the above. Dennis, uh, a song that I really enjoy on the album is, is "Please Don't Give Up on Me." Um, oh, okay. That's a song I, I'm assuming you wrote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that's I wrote that in Chattanooga, uh, <clears throat> standing in a hotel one night. It was like wrote the first two lyrics like in about 20 minutes. You know, it was mm -hmm. one of those rare things where it just comes popping out like that and that was the first song i mean the first song i wrote was that wound up on the record is on my way to heaven but that was the after you know get uh making a the agreement with a gather to do the record i realized i had to <laughs> i needed to write more songs and mm. so that was the first one that uh came up yeah that's a great yeah, song I we um the on my way to heaven i was actually reading or i can't remember where i read it but there was a story this lady was sharing that you were playing in lexington uh, a show and you sang that song and she was talking about how um her mother had just passed away and, and she was kind of talking about how much it meant to her in that moment and so um and you said that one is you are releasing that's just not a part of this album is that did you say that earlier yeah, I'm, I have it. Yeah, it, it's not the <clears throat> it's not the version with with Kenya and Chris Christopherson. Okay. Uh, it's, it's we're going to release that. Uh, in fact, we made a video of that that version. John Carter Cash, uh, yeah, uh, directed a video to, to go with that. But uh, we did a, the version that's on my record of it is it's kind of has the feeling of kind of like the birds. Uh, mm. The group the birds with that kind of 12 string guitar mm -hmm. type of thing and it's really kind of taken these musicians on this were just incredible yeah outstanding absolutely they brought things to it that. that i just you know never would have heard in my life well uh dennis one of our uh listeners favorite things that we get to do with guests uh that we have on for the first time is we always like to ask them a couple of uh their favorite things in certain categories kind of a get to know you a little bit more uh mind doing that with us today oh sure all right do you have a favorite food uh chinese food all right yes right on yeah you have a favorite song i'll have it like i'll have it like three four times a week left of my oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite song of all time um uh, into the mystic Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's a, it's an amazing song. Do you have a favorite artist of all time? A favorite? That's that's a really that's a real tough one. It that's is a real tough one. Yeah. Um, you know, I I guess we gotta go with that. I'm kind of gotta say the Beatles. Nice. Probably probably the, probably the biggest impact. I would I would imagine that they've had a huge impact. Well, it certainly had a big impact on, on myself. You know, 
That's for sure. And I think they influenced everybody after that. So. Yeah. But it, specifically, uh, you know, favorite artist, uh, singularly, I would say all of us. All right. Is so. there a uh, someone that you would love to sing with, a dream duet? <clears throat> Elvis. I I'm going to do uh, actually during Elvis week I'm, I'm doing uh, a gig at, at Graceland coming up here in a couple oh, of that's weeks. awesome it's going to be going to be great so I get to do a couple of Elvis songs as, uh, not as too well. far from there I'm about to yeah. go down for that we're just down the road yeah. are you going to play uh, any of your have... new stuff from your gospel yes. album there yeah nice. I'm going to do Fallen from that okay awesome. yeah do you have a favorite ice cream flavor um, favorite ice cream flavor oh, is strawberry. Yeah, it's my wife's strawberry. favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to have those chunks of strawberries in it. So, yeah, you know, good stuff. Strawberry can go very wrong. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Dennis, uh, do you have a favorite podcast that you listen to? Do I have a podcast that I listen to? No, not on a regular basis. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite Bible verse? favorite bible verse is my uh my son my son has come home my son was dead and now he's alive yeah he was lost and now he's found awesome right well dennis besides uh your your gospel album which prodigal son figures big into my life and in it's it's in the record in fact that's what fallen is really kind of my prodigal son story Dennis, what uh, what else do you have uh, coming up? Um, you working on any new projects, music, Christmas music, maybe coming out? Or? Uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a secular record <laughs> uh, uh, now with uh, with uh, David Ferguson, mm-hmm. and um, you know just uh, songs that uh, I've got to get out there so I can uh, so they'll leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> and will you will you be on tour at all coming up? Uh yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on tour. Uh you know, we're having a strike right now. So and I've I've been on tour quite quite a few times over the last uh you know, 20 years, but uh as I've been going out singly just myself, uh piano and a guitar and on stage uh for the last few years. And uh I did uh movies ronald reagan i played ronald reagan which yeah, was a great movie kind of like one of them uh yeah it's one of those roles it's just like uh that i'm really uh that i'm really proud of to tell you the truth i mm-hmm. i i, I uh, an interesting it was so interesting to do and uh, that's coming out in january Well, Dennis, to wrap up, uh, we'd like to ask you if you'd be willing to share something with our listeners, uh, maybe something that God's been doing in your life recently in this last season uh, that could help encourage and build up our listeners' faith. I uh, I talk to God every night, the, every day, and 
that would be that it's 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 about a personal relationship mm. with God, with Jesus, and and the more I talk to him, even even when at first I, you know I couldn't hear what he was saying or whatever. If you just if you just talk to God, he's going to he's going he, he's going to listen. He'll be listening out there. Yeah. And the more you talk to him, the more you'll hear his voice. And uh it if you're going through something, just call out his name. Because mm. it's happened it's happened to me in, in my life. I mean, I quit smoking about 4 years ago. And I remember going in, I read in the Bible where it says, just call out his name. And I went into a convenience store. And this may sound like little or whatever, but it's like I turned around to, the, to going up to the to pay for something. And there were the cigarettes right there in my face, you know. And it was like that, that urge that hit you, like, you know. And I said, help me, Jesus. I said it out loud. And the urge went away like that mm. it was it's it's something that's that's the power that you have inside you that you know that jesus said you can do things perform miracles as well now that's not a miracle or anything like that but that's the, that's the power that that's the power of god yeah. that you can you can actually call upon it in your life mm. and it'll be there for you and if you don't hear it at first, just keep, just keep, keep doing it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's that's powerful. And and you know that's kind of the message of this album. Uh, I, I think at the end of one of the songs, you even kind of had that plea: wherever you are, just call on Jesus. And I think this album uh, is going to give that message, bring that message to a lot of people that need to hear it. Like you said, for sinners, which is everyone. And so, yeah, yeah, thank. We're excited about the album, and we're so uh, thankful to you for taking the time with us today. Thank you so much. Yeah, Jesus is kind of like Surf Pro; like it never even happened. You know, when it comes to (laughs) that's the good news. That's the good news of 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 the gospel. (laughs) Fall on a gospel record for sinners will release July twenty eighth. Please get a copy. Will this be on vinyl? Yeah, it's going to take about a year because, you know, there's so backed up, especially yeah, since yeah. COVID, of, you know, being able to print out. But it's going to be a year. But yeah, I want to see that final record myself. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, I, I always we always ask that because I'm a bit, huge vinyl head. I love collecting any vinyl I can get. Yeah, yeah. I love that cover. It'll read in the liner notes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Dennis, for taking the time and sitting down and chatting with us. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen. Do us a favor if on Apple, please rate and review our podcast. It's greatly appreciated. We also have a brand new YouTube channel at Christian Music Guys. Check out our website, ChristianMusicGuys.com for the latest blogs and you can catch up on all the episodes. Thanks so much. See you next time.